Time is money, and productivity gives you more time. So, on today's episode, Ben and I talk about our five favorite apps that make us more productive. Welcome to The Friday Habit with Benjamin Manley and Mark Labriola II. The Friday Habit is for creators, entrepreneurs, and agency owners looking for actionable ideas on how to grow their business and be more profitable. We'll pull from our combined knowledge of over 20 years and interview thought leaders that will inspire you and give you the motivation you need to kick your business into high gear. Buckle up. It's Friday. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Mark. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. We got a really nice review this week, so I figured we should read it. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so Wes left us a review. He says, well, the title the title of his review is even long. This is a long review, so you guys buckle up for a second, <laughs> but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good ride. Create room to focus on your business, not just customers. That's just the title. And then we jump wow. into it. If you're not making time to focus on improvements for your business and putting all your effort into focusing purely on customers and productivity, the business suffers from the much needed attention and productivity may suffer with it. This podcast from episode one provides you with tips to make a little room each week to focus on the business and not pure production. I find that to be such a valuable approach as so much time can be wasted outside of work doing things for the business that could be handled during work hours if you just improve your workflow and set aside time accordingly. Can't wait to hear more suggestions about workflow, apps, and improving overall productivity in my life and business. Hey, you're in luck. We're talking about apps today. That's great. Yes. But hey, that's not even the end. There's one what? more. What? <laughs> but wait, there's more. There's, there's another paragraph. It's, it's <laughs> hang in there. He says, also, this is actually hearkening back to when we talked about a specific productivity kind of method called Kanban slash Kanban boards. And so I really want to read this review because it backs me up on how to pronounce this. So he says, <laughs> also, it's pronounced Kanban, Japanese technique. I use this every day in my own business and it has been a workflow ordering game changer. Love the Kanban suggestion, but I almost docked two stars for that pronunciation. How dare you? <laughs> Kidding, and I can't wait to tune in each week. Nice. Wow. And we didn't even pay this guy no. to write this. He just wrote this of his own... Is it volition? Volition? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Wes actually used to work for me, though, so I did used to pay him, so I don't know if that <laughs> if that counts or not. He's going to like ask for his job back and... <laughs> Like, hey, remember that review? <laughs> <laughs> no, Wes is awesome. He uh, he runs his own uh, t-shirt printing business now. So he used to work for us and decided to go full-time with his own company. So uh, he's uh, he's doing that, which is awesome. If any of you out there um, are willing to, we would love it if you'd leave us a review. Um, we actually uh, do a kind of a funny thing when it comes to reviews. Mark, do you want to explain what our, what our review yeah, challenge so is? Yeah, so we are actually going to generate a random noun. And if you can work that random noun into your review, you'll get, what will you get? I don't think you get anything. You get the satisfaction of knowing you are clever. <laughs> like, you get, wait, there's no prize. There's no prize. Yeah. Let's just see how clever you can be. Yeah, and then we will exactly. read we'll it on we'll our read show. read out loud. And then maybe we'll rate your rating and let you know oh, how okay, clever yeah. you were. Rate the rating. I like that. Right. Put the power back in our hands. All right, Ben, what is our random noun for today? Random noun is historian. Oh, <laughs> that is random. So yeah, if you can work historian into your review of our podcast, um, we will read it out loud here on the show. So uh, check out an Apple podcast app um, or wherever you listen. Um, there is a link in the show notes uh, where you can find that. 
Yeah. You know, today's topic is near and dear to my heart because I am a, I, I'm a productivity a hound. I don't know if that's a thing, but I'd love <laughs> like. <laughs> Sounds like it. It is now. You know how they have like gear hounds and like, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I love, I love ways that I can just shortcut something, you know, be more productive. You know, I'm, I'm the kind of person where it's like, okay, if it, if it is going to cost me 20 bucks to just do this, like I will just pay the 20 bucks so I can be more productive. Like mm-hmm. I hate, um, I hate wasting time or doing things in a way that's just so long cutted and so, so short. <laughs> Don't take the long cut. Don't take yeah. the long cut. So you're the type of person if if your computer starts to slow you down and you're waiting for an app to load, oh, you're, I'm you're buying be like, a new computer. You're just like buying a yeah, new computer right I'm, now. I'm done. I'm not gonna try to fix it. I'm not, I'm gonna be like listen. It's not worth is, it. This is not worth it. Exactly. So I'm I'm a huge fan of of productivity, uh, and I'm a huge fan of like new technology and apps and you know different things like that i love uh product hunt i don't know if you ever go on product hunt yeah mm-hmm. um i love just scrolling through product hunt and and seeing what's out there what's new what problems people are solving and mm-hmm. seeing if i can apply any of that to what i'm doing yeah product hunt is like i think it's producthunt.com if i remember right we can drop it in the show notes but if you're interested in new apps and stuff it basically um app developers and people will post new ones on there all the time I, if i remember right people can comment and vote them up and yeah, down. yeah you can vote them up and down yeah yeah and then it's just a cool way if you enjoy this kind of thing it's a cool way to discover new apps that are coming out and support you know developers as they're building new stuff Yes. So we're going to kind of go through our five favorite apps that make us more productive uh, and help us shortcut the system. So my first one, and I've talked about this before on the show, is Spark Mail. Email is one of those things that can really bog you down and cause anxiety, I would say. A looming feeling of, of I've got to get to my inbox or there's messages I need to respond to. And so this app, which is called SparkMail, it is for uh, Mac, iOS, and Android. It's free, but you can pay for like a premium subscription, which I do because I have all my team members use Spark because what it allows you to do is uh, quickly rate all of your emails. So if you need to snooze them to come back to you in a couple hours so that when you have time to respond, you can. You can schedule that. So if you say, hey, come back to me in a month, um, because I don't have time to deal with this right now, but I know in a month it's not urgent and uh, it'll come back to you. Um, so you can snooze emails, you can pin emails. So, you know, it's funny cause you hear all these productivity hacks of like, Oh, don't use your inbox as your, um, to-do list, you know, right. but I really use spark as this to-do list because if there's something that's important, I have, I pin it to the top of my inbox. So I hmm. pin it, I can quickly swipe, pin it to the top of my inbox. I know I have to get these things done. And usually I try to get get them done within that day. Gotcha. Um, so anything that's pinned gets pinned to the top. And then it allows the team function of it allows us to uh, create emails together as a team. So if I'm, I'm terrible at spelling, I have horrible grammar. Uh, and so I can like bash my way through an email and then invite someone from the team who's amazing at writing and articulate and can spell great. Audrey, um, <laughs> I invite her to the email and then she can edit it for me and then I can send it off. Um, without having to be like, hey, I'm going to forward you this email and then can right. you like review it and forward it back? Now she can actually edit it right on my screen and we can actually talk about the edits on, right. on, you know, on the email. Um, and then the other thing is I hate 
too much email. I hate getting email. Mm -hmm. And so what's great is, is that I can have conversations with different team members about an email within the email. So underneath there's a comment box and then we can chat back and forth like, Hey, do you want to review this thing? And then we can chat all about the email and it's all attached with that email. Yeah. Um, and then we don't have to keep sending emails back and forth to each other uh, about this thing. And so that's my, my number one. I love spark mail. It's the best app that I have found, especially for Mac um, and iOS uh, as far as an email client. And yeah. I had used a ton of them up until I found spark. Um, there was one, what was it called? I can't even remember now. It, it was called like Mailbox or something like that. And it was a very good one, but then they went out of business. Well, they got bought by Dropbox, I think. That's and what it they, was. They ended up getting shut down eventually, but that, that was a great app too. That was a great one. And that was my favorite up until, and then when they went, when they got by Dropbox and went out of business, then I moved to Spark and I've never looked back. Dude, same thing for me. I love Spark. Um, that's funny. I didn't realize you had used that other app before, but I was, I've was i been on a similar email app journey as you, apparently. Uh, yeah, so uh, Spark is awesome. I One of the features that I really love about it is the send later feature too, where you can decide to send an email at a specific point. So if you happen to have to work on it after hours or something, you can send it during normal business hours or if you want to be careful not to set expectations that you respond within one minute every time somebody, you know, yes. if you do respond right away, but you want to actually get that response to them, you know, at a specific time, then it's a cool way to do it. A lot of times you want to have boundaries, right? Like right. you don't want a client emailing you at 10 PM, like, Hey, I need this thing. And then you respond and then you set that expectation. Like, Oh, they, they can just email me at 10 PM and I'll respond. And so I similarly do that where I'll get an email at 10 p.m. and I'm like, I don't want to set the expectation that you can just email me at super late at night and then I'll respond to you right away. And so right. I'll respond, but then send later and then they'll get it at like 6 a.m. Right. And, uh, you know, it's great. I love it. Um, so that was your, is that your number five? <laughs> that was long-winded. That was... Man. All right, guys, like, we're doing 10 apps total. So we're like, I, I'm super passionate about Spark, I guess. So that's why I put it first. So I could just talk about it. Yep. Yep. And I then the other ones we can just blaze through. Cool. cool. So that was your number one. <laughs> I would say that's my number one. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Then I'm going to start with my number one too then. Okay. So my number one is things. Uh, things is a to-do list slash project management kind of app. Um, it is, uh, for Mac OS, iPad, and iPhone slash Apple Watch. This app is one of the most beautiful apps I've ever used. And the thing I really love about it is it is very, very simple and minimal, but it's very, very powerful. And that's a really hard thing to do as a developer or a designer is to design something that has really deep functionality, but on the face of it just looks beautiful and super, super mm. minimal with, with no clutter. So that's one thing I love about it. Um, Isn't it based off of a productivity system too? So there is getting things done by David Allen. And I believe probably that was somewhat inspired by that originally. But you don't have to follow the getting things done system to use the app at all. But yeah, that okay. is true. You, you totally can do that. And it has all the tools built into it that will work with getting things done. Getting Things Done by David Allen is a really good book, though. If you're really into productivity, it's uh, super. Um, it's very in-depth. Uh, pretty nerdy, but I think it's really helpful if you're serious about having a system where you know you'll never forget to do something um, and that you'll always choose kind of the next best thing to do. So 
that is a cool system to check in into. But um, things is, yeah, I, I just love how powerful it is. You can create projects. You have different areas of your life that you can organize. It has all the standard stuff you'd, you'd um, expect, like being able to schedule tasks, um, set reminders. One thing I really like about it is that you can set a start date as well as a due date. So it won't even show up on your to-do list for you if you set a start date of a later time. So you always have this today view where you can see what's coming up. But all the things that you don't have to worry about right now are kind of hidden away. You can still mm. easily get to them if you want, but it's really only showing you things you need to focus on at the time, which is really helpful to me. Or you know, I feel like I would be overwhelmed if I saw every project and every to-do all the time. So just having that ability to see just what's up in front of you next is really helpful. So it's high-priced, I'd say, for compared to most productivity apps. So it's $9.99 for the iPhone app. Um, it's $49.99 for Mac OS and $19.99 for iPad. So if you go all in, you know, you're looking at what 80 bucks for that. So it's not inexpensive, but um, you can, I think, I can't remember if there's a free trial for that or not, but I would try out the iPhone app first. It's, you know, $10 investment. And then once you try that out, I would decide if you want to go from there. You get what you pay for. I am so happy to pay them because how hard they worked on this app. It's not something like, oh, we're just going to churn something out. Like they, every decision they make is very intentional the way they build it. So I appreciate that. And I, I love supporting people that do that. So mm. that's my number one. Thanks. Nice. All right. My number two is called Paste, P-A-S-T-E. There's actually a few things out on the internet called Paste. One of them actually is by this company called WeTransfer. And they actually have, it's almost like a PowerPoint replacement uh, called Paste, which is really cool because you can create you know, PowerPoints and stuff through your web browser and then copy and paste stuff from the internet into it, which is really cool. And it's beautiful and uh, it, you can collaborate. It's, it's pretty awesome. But this Paste, P-A-S-T-E, is pasteapp.io. And it actually is a almost like a, a time machine function for your copy and paste. And so what it allows you to do is copy things and then paste them in and then go back. Maybe you had copied something like three times ago and you want to repaste that in, you can actually go back to that and then paste that in. So a lot of times what I'll do is if I'm doing a lot of copying and pasting, I'll just copy everything I want right away and then I'll go to where I'm going to go and then paste in all those things. Wow, and so, I like this. Yeah, it's awesome. It It's like I can't live without it. Like every time I get a new computer or anything like that, it's like I, I set it up so that my option space key, because if on a Mac, if you hit command space, it brings up your search function for your computer. So I make option space key as my paste function. And so it brings up the um, the paste dashboard and then you can double click what you want it to paste and then it will paste that into the field that you want it pasted in. Uh. And so anyways, I love it. It's, it's amazing. And then the other great thing is they also have an iOS app for your phone. And so if you copy something on your phone, it copies it to the cloud and then it's available on your computer. So there's been times where someone has texted me a link or there's a link in, in some like Twitter or someplace that I was looking. And so I can copy it on my phone and then it will magically show up in paste. Um, and so you, if you have it in both places, it makes it really easy for you to copy and paste stuff from place to place and then create a whole archive of things that you have, you know, copied and that you can easily paste them in. So even for this show, for instance, right, like putting your email address into the invite for this, I can just go in and hit option space, type in Ben and it will pull up your email address and then I can just paste it right in into the field. So it's a huge time saver. Uh, if you find yourself copying and pasting a lot, you, you'll just love it. It's, it's really great. 
It's yeah. my favorite app. This looks amazing. Yeah, and if, if you're listening, just imagine if you hit a shortcut on your keyboard and it looks like a little like drawer almost comes up from the bottom of your computer and mm-hmm. you can see like visually all the different things you've copied and pasted. And I guess you're saying you just double click one of those and, and it, then it just goes into wherever yep. your cursor is. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that looks awesome. I'm, I'm definitely going to check this out. Yes, check it out. That's my number two. Number two, right. We're going from one to five. Got it. <laughs> so that's your number two. Uh, my number two is Bear. It's bear.app. We'll have all the links in the show notes for this. But um, Bear is a writing and note-taking app. You'll notice a theme with mine. I, I really appreciate beautifully, minimally designed apps. So Bear is probably the most beautiful writing app I've ever used. Um, it does have a couple themes with it. Um, so you can change like different minimal like uh, light and dark modes and stuff like that. It's very organized. You can... Uh, on your left sidebar, you have all of your different notes that you've taken or things that you've written, um, and you can tag them if you want. So with different areas of your life or different types of projects you're working on, it's easy to tag them and organize them. Um, and it does use um, Markdown, which is just a really simple way of writing that kind of makes your writing future-proof. So you're not saving it as a Word document or saving it as a Pages document, but it's something that you can keep using in the future, you know, even if a certain app kind of, you know, goes away or whatever, or a certain file format. So I like that about it. It has a nice search built in. And also one of my favorite things about it is just because it's so minimal, it helps me focus on just the words that I'm writing and not text formatting. So there's a really nice full screen focus mode where you can just basically make everything go away and all you have to do is just see the words you're typing. So it's almost like having a typewriter or something where you have no distractions. So so it's really bare minimal, if you will. <laughs> yes. It's it's spelled B-E-A-R as in the animal bear, but it is bare as far as the design goes. But yeah, I love it. And uh, it is uh, a subscription-based app. I actually don't mind doing this because I, if I was going to build an app, I would do a subscription basis too because I think it's a good sustainable way to help the developers always keep continuing to improve an app. So when I believe in an app, I'm happy to pay a subscription because I know that that means the app's going to keep getting better over time and they have the funding to keep working on it. So Agreed. Um, that's uh, $14.99 a year. Uh, I think they have monthly options too, but yeah, $15 a year, 100% worth it to me. That's for Mac OS and iOS. I don't remember if they have a free trial or not. They, there may be some minimal functionality or free trial that you can use first, um, but highly recommend Bear. Yeah, and that brings me to my third favorite app, uh, which is very similar uh, in the sense of uh, it's a one guy who like develops this app. He puts a lot of time and energy into it, um, and so I'm willing to pay the the fee in order to the subscription fee in order to keep him working and, and improving the app. Uh, and it's actually a podcast app called Overcast. It's free; you can download the Overcast. But if you want some of the premium features and different things like that. I believe it's only like 10 bucks a year Hmm. and it is for iPhone, iPad and Apple watch. And it is a fantastic podcast app. So obviously you can search and, you know, find every single podcast that you want out there. You know, it connects all the RSS feeds and and gets everything, but it has a lot of uh, cool uh, features built into it. So one of them is, is that like, say I listen to a clip of something that I really like, I can share that clip to somebody 
that links them to to the that piece of of the podcast that I want them to hear, which mm, is really cool. That's nice. And then the other thing it has is it has smart speed, and so what you can do is it'll actually speed up the podcast without distorting it whatsoever. So if you listen to something that it's more informational and you want to kind of listen through it quickly, um, you can use this smart f- speed feature, and it will remove a lot of silence and a bunch of other things from the podcast without distorting the audio, hmm. which is really really awesome. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's simple. I has like features like there's some podcasts where they I, podcasts I listen to that have uh, daily episodes, and so I create a folder within there that's like daily podcast, and so I can instead of scrolling through all my podcasts, I can just go to my daily podcast and listen to the podcasts I listen to daily, which are like shorter, you know, five ten minute shows, and it's just it's a great app. So uh, I highly recommend Overcast.fm is the website. Um, and, and, and no one's sponsored this episode. <laughs> no one's paying us. If you're listening to this episode and you're a part of one of these companies, we would, you know, like, you know, we could talk about maybe some negotiations. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. I mean, you know. But yeah, uh, Overcast, a podcatcher uh, app, and uh, it's it's great. Awesome. Yeah, uh, I, I like, I use Pocket Cast, but I will uh, check this one out too. This looks really good. I like it. Um, so my number three is mind node mind as in brain node mind node Mm. it is a um mind mapping tool so if you're familiar with mind mapping you know just creating kind of bubbles as you go out you know with to brainstorm an idea and see how those pieces are connected it's one of my favorite ways of brainstorming uh, creating mind maps because i just am kind of more i guess i just think better that way rather than doing a, a very organized outline it's kind of like a visual way of doing an outline. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love uh, mind mapping things. So MindNode, I think, is the most simple yet powerful uh, mind mapping software that I could find. It is for uh, Mac and iOS as well. And basically, you know, you can create your central node or whatever, and you can create all these branches, and it can expand out to other sections. Um, for each of your branches, like let's say I'm brainstorming about marketing, so marketing could be my center branch, and then I'm thinking, okay, social media is a branch off of that, and then email is a branch off of that, and maybe advertising, and then each one of those can have branch out. And so what I can do is while I'm thinking through an idea, I can take notes on each node. So each node has its own spot where you can just add some notes to it that are not visible on the main node, but it's kind of like the metadata of that node. So you can kind of type a few notes about it. Um, You can add icons, you can choose colors and stuff, but I really like that they have just pre-existing very simple themes. So it's not in your face, all the formatting. Um, Once again, kind of like Bear, where I would get distracted by choosing fonts or, you know, like all the formatting options. Instead, I'm able to Mm -hmm. focus on really the information itself and it still looks beautiful and simple. I use it a lot to do things like brainstorming. I also use a lot in meetings when I'm talking to somebody about a website for the first time. I'll use that to map out the sitemap in in our initial meeting. And people love it because they can see visually immediately while I'm screen sharing with them, they can see, oh, this is kind of the organization of my website. So I find that to be a really useful tool. Their website is beautiful. It really is, yeah. It's very minimalistic. I love the colors and it almost feels like a knapsack website. Oh, hey, yeah, we should we should uh, work with them sometime. That'd be cool. No, but uh, they do have a 14-day free trial so you can check it out. And then after that, I'm not sure. I think they've changed their pricing model. They did have like a one-time purchase. I think they may have a subscription model now for MindNode Plus, which is about $20 a year. You'll have to check in the details on what 
things that includes and what it doesn't. But I 100% recommend MindNode if you uh, ever need to create any mind maps. Nice. Well, my number four is uh, Pixelmator Pro, uh, and it is uh, a Mac uh, iOS only. Um, it's 39 bucks uh, for the app, but really what it is is a Photoshop replacer, and I would say an app that's ex- a lot easier to use than Photoshop. You know, when I first started out, um, I had to learn Photoshop because it was like, oh, I need to design a business card, something like that. But I was never classically trained using Photoshop or any of the Adobe suite apps. And so when I found Pixelmator, it was one, it was cheap. Like before I had to pay, you know, I had to like find a rip copy of Photoshop or borrow some friends. Cause I didn't have 700 bucks to, you know, pay for Photoshop. Um, and there's Pixelmator, there's a Pixelmator and a Pixelmator pro. I think Pixelmator was like 19 bucks. And so I learned Pixelmator and it's extremely simple to use. It has all the same features as like Photoshop, and it's just really simple to use. And it allowed me to create business cards and flyers and all these other kind of things and not have to really understand how to use the, you know, a tool like Photoshop, which is really complicated and in-depth and, and difficult uh, for someone who doesn't come from a place of uh, training in the Adobe suite um, software. And so uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Pixmator Pro. I still use it to this day where, um, you know, if I just need to do something real quick or create an image or something like that, I can just pop it open. It's very fast. Uh, it's really user-friendly and intuitive and, um, it's great, man. This looks great. Yeah. I love the simplicity of it. Um, you know, it's funny. We we do design work all the time, but I feel like Photoshop is such overkill for what we need to do. And we're building in Squarespace. Mostly we need to create some nice banners, use some nice icons, but we don't need to do in-depth, like really uh, technical photo editing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and this looks like it has a really nice interface. I had looked into it a long time ago. I ha- they've been around for a while, I feel like. They have, yeah. Pixelmator first came out um, a, a really long time ago, um, several years ago. I think I've been using it maybe for, you know, personally, I've been using it for probably seven years. Okay. And so yeah. six or seven years. And so however long before that it was out, you know, whenever I was doing research of like Photoshop alternative, you mm-hmm. know, like I, I can't afford 700 bucks for Photoshop. And then I found this and it did everything I needed it to do, you know, clipping masks and dodge and burn or, you know, healing tools, like all the kind of different things you use Photoshop for, right. you can use this for. And it's great. And then the the pro version is, is you know, even that much better and has some more features and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then the thing I like about them is that once again, they're not like some giant conglomerate like Adobe, mm-hmm. right? Where it takes forever for them to update things or, right. Or it's super expensive. I mean, even for the Adobe Suite, you're paying now. They just do the cloud subscription, so you're paying like thirty bucks a month or fifty bucks a month or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Where this, you just pay the one-time fee, forty yep. bucks. Yep. You have the app that you need, and then they're always updating it, and then they're really making sure that it's it's fast and it's efficient and using the GPU and the CPU and all these other kind of things, and so. It's just, it's great. I, I love them. And the company has been awesome as far as keeping up with it, listening to its users and mm-hmm. the feedback on it and all that kind of stuff. Um, and if you come from a place of, you kind of understand Photoshop, it'll be really simple for you to jump in and start using this app because, you know, a lot of the names are the same. A lot of the tools are the same mm-hmm. and it's, it's really good. So cool. I bet this is really well optimized for the Mac too, since it looks like it's Mac specific, which whereas Adobe, uh, their software usually has to work on lots of different platforms. So I'm guessing exactly. they're a little more focused, which could be a benefit. That's awesome. So number four for me is Tempo. 
Uh, Tempo is an email app. Um, so this is something that's in beta. So I really love it. And I wanted to mention it because I think what this company is doing is really, really good. Um, and I am using it sometimes. I'm not using it all the time, I'm using Spark part of the time and Tempo part of the time. But this is a, a very minimalist email app. And one thing I love about it is that they have this philosophy of kind of helping you solve your email problem, not just like how to make the interface look nicer or all that kind of stuff, but almost like on a philosophical level, what is the best way to do email? And one of the things they do is they make it so that no new emails come into your inbox without your permission. So you basically twice a day, I think it's the default, uh, probably like 9 and 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. or something, and you can adjust that. But basically, um, it'll say, hey, you have new emails to process. And then you push this little play button, and then it just makes the whole email app full screen. And then one at a time, it shows you one email. And it's like, oh, here's the email. I can read it, and nothing else is on your screen, no other things in your inbox. And then it just basically has a few buttons. You can choose what to do with that email. So one is like, uh, you know, you can archive it. One thing you can do is uh, turn it into a to-do. Um, and then the other thing I think you can do is keep it. But it's really nice because each one is just a very linear decision-making process. So it's kind of like making you focus on one thing at a time instead of getting distracted and overwhelmed by everything you have. Um, so basically, you process your email once or twice a day doing that. And then... Um, as soon as you're done processing, you have a quick list of to-dos, and it's like, okay, cool, I could just go ahead and do these right now. Another thing I love about it is when you're processing them, if it's going to take you less than two minutes to reply to, they recommend you know replying to that right away. And there's like a little 140 characters box where you can write a really short reply back. So I love that it basically takes a lot of pressure off of email. For me personally, I'm not the best with email, so I really love that it, it kind of helps... Uh, give you a workflow to work through it and um, gives you kind of an easy way to reply and respond and kind of process your email. It's all about like that processing part of it to them, not just like having a big box of stuff, but it helps you process and make decisions about each one. Right now it's free. It's yourtempo.co. I think it looks like their pricing is going to be uh, $150 a year or $15 a month uh, for the Mac. And they are working on a uh, iOS app as well. Um, but I love their whole approach to this. And again, just minimal, beautiful, and really well-made. Mm, nice. Well, speaking about minimal and beautiful, uh, my fifth and final uh, app is called CalcBot, uh, C-A-L-C-B-O-T. And it is just a calculator app that has a, a tape function. Um, and so it's really simple. It's, it's really light. So you launch it, it comes up and then you can type in stuff. And the thing I love most about it is, you know, as I'm doing calculations, sometimes I want to look back at like, Oh, four enters ago, what did I put in there? Well, it, it shows you that. And so it's a way for me to kind of do math on a bunch of different ideas of like, okay, how much is this going to cost me if I do X, Y, and Z? And then it has a bunch of other converters, which is really cool. So um, like unit converters. So if you wanted to see like, okay, what the Euro is at in comparison to the American dollar, you can, you know, put in that and it will, you know, give you the the stats on that volume space. I mean, there's just a bunch of different, you know, unit converters that it, it does for you, but the basic calculator and the tape function, you know, are my favorite. That's awesome. Uh, tape function that just basically lets you see like a history of your calculations. Is that how that works? Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the things that is a, like like when the basic calculator on your computer, it's just a base calculator, or even on your phone, right? Like you can't go back to something that you maybe added up three or four 
um, you know, sessions ago, but right. this allows you to kind of go back and even you can hide, you know, if you see it on the tape, you can just double click it and it will put that number into the field. And then you can use that number as your starting point to like add some more to it and, and whatnot. So it's just, I found it very useful and something I, I just go back to constantly, probably on a daily basis. It's beautiful. I love the TapBots uh, team. Their other apps are really, really nice too. CalcBot is a good one. Number five, my last one um, is Loom. And I feel like more and more people are catching on to Loom these days. Um, I want everybody to know about it because I feel like it saves so much time and is such a great communication tool. So Loom is a way to really quickly and easily record your own screen or your face or both at once and send it to someone. So the great things about it are its simplicity. You know, you don't have to open up something on your computer, record a video, upload it to Dropbox or upload it somewhere and then send it to one or try to, <laughs> I know, first world problems. But man, it does feel so hard now that it I, does. Seriously, I agree with yeah. you. <laughs> Too many steps. I know. And, and also you have to wait for it to upload and then you send the link. It's like, okay, you know, anyways, there's... Did they see my video yet? Right, exactly. <laughs> How do they respond to it easily? Yeah. We're just now creating problems just to solve them with this app, but... But yeah, so the thing I love about it is is the simplicity for sure. Um, so what I use it for a lot is, let's say I get a question from a client and the question is somewhat complex and I may need to explain several different scenarios because maybe their question has several different answers depending on what they want to do. And you know, I, normally I would say I might need a meeting to talk about this, but instead of that I can actually record them a quick video. Um, so that's one situation. Another situation is if there's something visual that I need to show and talk about, or I want to give feedback on something visual, that's another great opportunity to use this. You know, if somebody sends me, hey, here's a new template we designed, I can give feedback by just like screen sharing and basically look at it and talk about it while I'm while I'm pointing at things. Uh, really easy way to give feedback. Um, it's also a really good way to respond to something that may be a somewhat delicate question or something like if somebody asks you a question and the answer is no, but you want to make sure that they understand that you have thought about this and that you're responding in a very kind but also helpful way. So taking the time to record a video to tell someone no about something but also give them alternate ideas and why you're saying no, it's just mm -hmm. a little bit hard to explain in an email for me like why you're saying no about something. It can get, it can get long, it can get kind of, yeah, it's just it's kind of complicated. It's hard to convey emotion in an email, so I like to use Loom in those three situations um, to be able to communicate a little bit better with people. And because of the ease of use, it's almost easier than like writing an email. You just click the button, mm -hmm. hit record, you start talking. You know, whatever's on the screen, you can talk through it. And then when you're done, you know, you just hit stop, and then it's already uploaded to their um, online storage, their website, and the the link is right there for you to copy, send it in an email or whatever it is. It's it's genius. Yeah, I think that's one of the easiest uh, or the nicest things about the app is how minimal it is and how easy it is to mm -hmm. use. You turned me on to Loom, and I've used it now um, on a consistent basis to communicate to contractors and to explain, you know, the process of something. Uh, it's it's just it's a great great app. So yep. I know this was a long winded episode, but hopefully you got some value from it. And you know, I always. You know, even Ben and I will be like, "Hey, what are you using?" Or you know, how, I mean, even listening to this episode, just doing this episode with you, I've learned something. I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to try that out. That might be yeah. more, you know, efficient for me." So, so I hope that uh, some of these things you didn't know about and that will add productivity to your your days and make you more money. 
Yeah, and our uh, action item for today is uh, just take a look at your current apps. Think through, is there something that's not working for you? Maybe look at some alternatives. If anything today sparked your interest, um, check it out and just see uh, what what uh, could work for you. Totally. And go to thefridayhabit.com to find show notes for this episode. Um, there you can also find links to our websites and ways to get in touch with us. Uh, at the bottom of the page, you can download our guide to the Friday Habit System that will show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business. All right. Well, until next time, live every day like it's Friday. <laughs>